This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. For Friday, September the 23rd, I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Matt, we've had an interesting week on the markets. What are we looking at going into this Friday? You know, a lot of red so far here today. I'll tell you, Dustin, it's a lot of macro fears and a lot of recession fears. You know, you talk about higher interest rates, and to be honest with you, you know, one day you come in and everyone's excited uh, and, and buying commodities because of stuff going on in the Black Sea region, you know, and it seems like happy days are here again. And then you you turn around a couple of days later and all of a sudden the world's coming to an end. And so, you know, I've been trying to tell producers a couple of different things that come to mind to me is to be very cautious as to, you know, hit the panic mode whenever you're uh, in a situation like we're sitting in today. Uh, and at the on the other token, remember that regardless if we continue lower, uh, we've got excellent profit margins on the table right now. So, yeah, there's a lot going on in the market, but we still are looking at being uh, blessed with some really good prices. For those who may not be familiar with how it works, I mean, why is it when the Fed raises those interest rates, people pull out of commodities really quick? Well, you know, I think a lot of times whenever you you start looking at higher interest rates, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, what I would call is the sentiment changes towards the ags. And I think people look at, you know, agricultural being something that is heavily impacted, you know, by higher interest rates. And so, um, you know, I I think uh, overall you've got to ask yourself what is going to perform best in some sort of a recession-type environment. And, you know, a lot of times when you have a recession, ag will perform fairly well. Uh, I don't know that I would call it a safe haven, but having the commodity aspect to it, something that people that are are consuming, uh, it has to do with their quality of life, it definitely is uh, looked at as a value-type deal that people can invest in. But, you know, at the same time, agriculture has been blessed with extremely good prices over the last two years. So uh, you got to ask yourself, you know, could you push on higher? And so that's one thing I keep uh, asking producers to stop and think about is, do you want to be bullish? Do you feel like it's smart to be bullish when you're already sitting at 7 and 15? Because, you know, I'm not totally sure that uh, I feel comfortable with that mentality. Now, we obviously know harvest is starting in the southern parts of the Corn Belt. I'm sure you're probably seeing combines rolling in your area. What kind of things are you hearing coming out of those fields? You know, um, there's a lot of really good corn, I think, right in my part of the world. We were we were super fortunate. It was a small area that had really good rainfall. Uh, you go north of us 20, 30 miles, and they still have really good corn, but it's not, you know, any sort of record-producing uh, type stuff. And so I'm hearing a mixed bag on corn. We haven't gotten into a lot of beans yet, to be honest, but... It sure seems to me that the bean yields that I'm hearing are that, yeah, pod counts were okay. They weren't too bad, but, man, uh, the beans are huge. And so, uh, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of producers that are actually pleasantly surprised with their bean yields. So maybe relatively speaking, I would say that expectations are getting exceeded a little bit more on beans maybe than what they are on corn. All right. Well, switching over to livestock, I know we got the cattle on feed report coming out this afternoon. What are we looking at in that complex, especially when you're looking at double-digit losses on the grains? Yeah, I mean, you would think we'd have some support there. The cold storage report continues to show growing uh, amounts of, of beef, pork, you name it. You know, it's a little bit concerning. I think the consumers may be backed away from the table, so to speak, uh, just a little bit. Uh, you know, prices have gotten pretty high. Uh, there's no question. But at the same time, you know, you've got the other side of things, which is the fundamentals of the cattle market, which has had me fairly friendly for some time. But I think the cattle market may have to back away 
away from the table. Uh, you know, we, you may have to see a little bit of a pullback in prices, if you will. You know, we, we, we just need to see demand uh, uh, pick up, whether it's export demand, consumer demand. Uh, but overall, moving forward into the next few months with the liquidation in the cattle herd, I've got to think that you're going to at least see some support. But I think you may take a breather before we see that. Okay. So, Matt, what are we looking at with the hog side of the markets? You know, when it comes to hogs, you know, I've said this a lot. I think it, it's got a lot of merit. You, essentially, you're you're very reliant on export sales. I mean, there's no doubt that whenever the consumer's backing off of meat just a little bit, probably going to, as stores, historics are concerned, they're going to back off of pork before they back off of, uh, you know, beef. And so uh, you're definitely going to have to see really strong export sales. Some weeks are better than others. But I think moving forward, you know, uh, we, like I was saying before, you've, you've had over $120 hogs at times this year. You know, you've backed way off, and then you come back up. Right now, front month, October's in that 94 range, and then you back off a little on prices. But then there's a nice, healthy carry in the next summer. I do think that you could see triple-digit hog prices uh, being something that we enjoy, uh, uh, but we're also going to be very reliant on export sales. All right, Matt. Well, a lot of great information as always. If folks want to get in touch with you guys at agmarket.net, what's the best way for them to do that? Just that, agmarket.net, or they could go to agmarket.app on their phone. Either place they can find a lot of good research and uh, you know our contact info plus the technology we provide to help producers maximize their uh, return on investment. All right, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us again today. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely, bud. Thank you. That again was Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. We thank him for joining us. Let's run down those market numbers for you. December corn down 15 and a half at 672 and three quarters. March down 15 and three quarters at 677 and a half. November beans down 34 and a quarter at 1422 and three quarters. January down 33 and three quarters at 1429 and a half. Soy meal down $7.30 at 421.60 per ton. Soy oil down 267 at 6380. Chicago wheat down 25 and a half at 8. 85 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat down 23 and a quarter at 954 and a half. Kansas wheat down 23 at 956 and a half. Oats down 15 and three quarters at 404 and a quarter. December live cattle down 47 cents at 148.87. Feeders are up 47 cents at 178.67. Pork is down 87 cents for the lean hogs at 93.25. Cutouts unchanged at 103. Class 3 milk for September down 2 cents at 1985. Thanks again to Matt Bennett of AgMarket.net for joining us on this morning's Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs>